John chapter 6, 24 to 35. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were beside the sea, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. What are you looking for? That is often the question my spouse Greg has for me as I stand in our pantry. Sometimes it's with the refrigerator or freezer door open instead, but more often than not, it's me halfway in the pantry, our beagle hiccup and our daughter Hadley around my feet, reaching in to find who knows what. What are you looking for? Greg will ask me, usually for the second time. And my response is often the same. I don't know. I think I'm hungry. And when Greg dutifully asks, what are you hungry for, I respond, usually a little frustrated, I don't know, food? <laughs> this is a regular occurrence in my house, and so in some ways, I relate well to our readings today. I am often looking for sustenance and not entirely sure how it's going to happen, when that's going to happen, or what it will be. What are you looking for? For the Israelites in our reading from Exodus, they are literally starving, like so many people in our community and in our world who are actually without food or the funds to access it. The Israelites are desperately hungry. Wandering in the desert, in the wilderness, they make their complaints known to Moses and Aaron. They are feeling desperate. They are beginning to regret following these guys in the first place. They are looking for food. They are looking for their most basic needs to be met. And God hears their complaints. God realizes that the Israelites don't totally know God yet. They don't totally trust in God in their lives. And they really are struggling to trust these Moses and Aaron people. They know God as the deliverer from Egypt. They haven't really understood God as provider yet. And so God uses this as an opportunity not just to provide for those in need, but to also teach them about gifts from God, the gifts of providing. In the evening, quails, birds came and covered the camp so they would have meat for dinner. In the morning, as the dew lifted off the ground, honey-flavored wafer flakes were left for them to eat. I don't know if they were gluten-free, but if they were, I would have gobbled them up. We don't have the story in its entirety in our reading today, but no matter how much they gathered, whether more than they needed or less, 
after the Israelites finished, they each had exactly the amount they needed for the day. And God told them not to keep anything for the next day. They wouldn't need it. Looking for needs to be met. Looking for the God of providing. Looking for hope in a wilderness. What are you looking for? The writer of our reading from Ephesians is looking for disciples of Jesus who lead a life worthy of the calling to which they have been called. A pretty tall order. One you probably won't find in a pantry or freezer, but hopefully you'll find in a church. Maybe like ours, hopefully like ours, and hopefully like the church in Ephesus receiving this letter for the first time. The writer, be writer begs them to live into this calling, this humility, this gentleness, this patience, begs them to bear with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace. The writer is looking for this because this writer reminds us that in all of our diversity, in all of the ways we are different from one another, there is one body and one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Guess how many times they say the number, the number one? You know? You count? It's seven. If you didn't know, it's kind of an important number in the Bible. It's the number of completion, right? And it's because we are all part of this one body and one spirit that we are reminded of this calling and the gifts we are given because truthfully, the gift of grace comes with another gift. It's a gift of calling, a gift of purpose. I wonder if the members of the church in Ephesus were looking for their own purpose. Were they wondering if they could be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor or a teacher, that they need reminding that all the saints means everybody, and that it's all the saints that are equipped for the work of ministry, not just ordained ministers or paid professionals, but actually every single one of us. A tall order from the writer of Ephesians. Looking for purpose, looking for the God who's above all and through all and in all, looking for truth and love. What are you looking for? The crowds in our reading from John were looking for Jesus. He's just finished one of his most famous feeding miracles, feeding 5,000 gathered, and the crowd that has been following him all over looks around and realizes that this guy who just fed them and his followers have just disappeared. They're missing. And so somehow the crowds are able to track him down to Capernaum, and they find that he has traveled to the other side of the sea. They tell Jesus that they have been looking for him. And they wonder how he got so far so fast. Hunger is real for them too, like it was real for the early Israelites in Exodus. And Jesus sees their hunger, their struggling, and Jesus knows. Maybe they weren't really looking for him exactly, but for the bread he could offer. They were really looking for food, for their needs to be met for comfort and stability of knowing where the next meal will come from. And Jesus calls them on it a little bit, like my husband Greg standing near me as I hang into the pantry. What are you looking for? And when Jesus does this, they ask him what it is that they need to do to perform the works of God. What hoops, Jesus, must we jump through in order to be fed? How might we perform to your liking? What IDs might you need? How might we be worthy of the food you give, Lord? They're asking Jesus, Jesus, what are you looking for? And after a probably awkward back and forth, where the crowds ask Jesus to prove to them that he's worth believing in, worth trusting, worth looking for, Jesus doesn't fault them for their doubt, 
for their confusion or for their hunger. Jesus says that it wasn't Moses, it wasn't a person who brought the manna from heaven for the Israelites, it was God. And it's God who brings bread that brings life to the entire world. And the crowd listens, wonders, and says, Sir, give us this bread always. Because even for a moment, in their looking, in their hunger, they recognize being fed in a way they hadn't before. They experience Jesus and the grace that looks past so much of our faults, the grace that declares, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be thirsty, will never be hungry. Whoever comes to me will be loved. There are more things to be hungry for than food that perishes, more things to be thirsty for than water, looking for food, looking for Jesus, looking for new life on the other side of the sea. What are you looking for? Maybe today you or someone you care about is deeply struggling and you are just looking for basic needs to be met. Maybe it sounds real nice, not all that never hungry, never thirsty stuff that Jesus says, but maybe you relate really well to the Israelites complaining in their desperate need. Maybe you are struggling to see the God of providing in your life today. Maybe you are looking for purpose, wondering at what's next for you in your life. Maybe you're wondering if God is really there in it with you. Maybe you feel tired and worn out or alone and you're looking, tired of looking for the God who is above all and through all and in all, when you feel like you just need the God who helps, who does something, whose presence you can feel. Maybe you are looking for Jesus but not really sure why. Maybe it's partially for the never hungry, never, never thirsty stuff. Maybe it's just wondering what might happen next. What sign might you be able to follow? Maybe you're hungry for something, staring into the pantry of your life and not quite sure what to cook. Maybe you're not sure what looking for Jesus entails. Maybe you don't know what you're looking for. Maybe you just don't know what you're looking for. Standing in your pantry, I don't know, food, something, Lord. And that's okay, because you're not the only one looking <laughs> Jesus is looking too, and Jesus is looking for you, for us, for everyone. Because God loves you so much, God loves this world so much, that God sends Jesus into this world looking for a world to be healed and made new. Jesus is arrested because of the brokenness of this world. The world's desperate needs come looking for Jesus. Jesus goes to the cross and experiences the lowest parts of the earth, the lowest parts of life, of humanity, Jesus experiences the struggles that humanity experiences to be present with us in our suffering, in our hunger, in our thirst, in our greatest losses of dignity and hope. And Jesus rises from the dead looking for new life for all the world. To feed us with something more than manna or quail, Jesus rises from the dead to bring us the bread of life, to bring us life. So that fully equipped by Jesus' gifts of grace for the work of ministry, we can live lives worthy of the calling to which we have been called. Living lives with humility and gentleness, we can go into our community caring for others, whether that's with opportunities like serving with laundry love, providing dignity and hope for those who are in need, or providing food for those in need and sharing a meal with those who come to us for our fish food pantry. Living lives with patience for ourselves and others, speaking God's truth in love and kindness to everyone 
regardless of our differences. Whether that's opportunities like getting out into the community and volunteering with Squirrel Fest, I know it's super what all of you want to do, or just introducing yourself to someone you see all the time but have never actually met. Living lives bearing with one another in love, working towards unity and peace, whether that's working towards unity and peace in the public sphere, working towards reconciliation in our community, maybe even in our government, or maybe it's simply coming together with the other ELCA churches for worship and fellowship and service projects together. How might you seek unity and peace in your life, in our community, in our world? What are you looking for? Living a life of simply having your needs met? And maybe that's all you can do today. But maybe today, maybe tomorrow, as you stand in whatever the pantry of your life looks like and wonder what you're looking for, you can see hope. You can find purpose. You can experience the new life of Jesus, the one who declares, I am the bread of life, the new life of the one who looks for you, who declares to each of you, each week during communion, this bread of life, this bread, this body of mine is given for you. Amen. <laughs>